1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nate Drolet. And together we form Brandy Chastain and Mia Hamm. Yes. Do you know who these people are? Soccer player. Right. You said player as if you don't know who the other is. I don't know
0: who the first one was. (laughs) They're both soccer players. I assumed as much, but didn't want to fall into that trap.
1: Do you know why we're we're them today?
0: Uh, Because U.S. women's soccer is pretty awesome
1: that that was the incorrect answer though true okay uh, it's because oh. we're talking about goals oh my god how did i <laughs>
0: it was a dad joke
1: <laughs> oh you blew it oh, i'm so I sad i served
0: it up for you i know no goal for nathan do you know what a do you know what you call a bear that got stuck out in the rain a drizzly bear <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> all right so i'm too
1: logical for dad jokes yeah. <laughs> I can't... They don't work for me. I can't figure them out. If they were like brain teasers that made sense and were logical, I'm in. Dad jokes? No. I can't do it. More for me. <laughs> All right. We are talking about... First off, let's let's tell people what we're doing here because... You just got to land her. Yep. Not that these go out in a linear fashion. You know what, these don't go out in a linear fashion. We this might this might go out like 2 years from now. We really have no fucking idea whatsoever. Yeah. So, let's just not do that anymore. Let's just jump into the damn thing.
0: Let's not talk about anything that we're doing. <laughs>
1: yeah. We can do that in other episodes. Yeah. That we know we're going to put out quickly. Mm-hmm. Ones that are really inflammatory and are going to piss people off cuz I can't wait yeah. to get those out. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah let's just jump into this thing the art of the side goal that's what we're talking about here i almost said jay-z and beyonce because jay-z had a side chick but i didn't know if you make those connections i would not have (laughs) side goal it is what is a side goal
0: uh it is a non-obvious goal so rather than just a route that's hard to see yeah um So rather than simply most people think of goals as this big route that I want to do or even a grade like I want to climb 512 or I want to do this 13c, things like that. Right. Um, Those are when most people think of goals in climbing, it's along those lines. Mm -hmm. So a side goal is everything that kind of falls on either side of that spectrum. So this could be number of routes, it could be certain styles of routes it could be just how many days you get outside yeah Um,
1: and this is a little different than a mini goal or a short-term goal mm -hmm. in that both of those things should ideally sort of lead you into a bigger goal or at least a short-term goal is definitely something you can do quickly Mini goals often are you have a big goal and then you plot many goals along the way that will help you reach your big goal. Mm-hmm. And these aren't necessarily that. Yeah. These are just other things.
0: Yeah. They're, they, they definitely can. They can help lead you to your overall goal or like long-term development. Um, but they can also just be things that are fun, things that are on the side. Um, and yeah, ideally, hopefully things that are helping with long-term development.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like these are goals that can really help you get out of your comfort zone. You're know, like we get we get trapped into our norm, like we're projecting, or we're just going out and doing volume or whatever it is that is our normal go to thing. I don't see that many people who switch it up often, mm-hmm. um, and these sorts of goals can really help you break out of that as long as you're creating them in the right ways you know and breaking out of that is just a it's a great way to learn i mean that's yeah. one of the key components of learning is getting out of your comfort zone so these are great, great way to do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do you decide on one of these side goals like does it do you feel like for you they should relate to your your big goals
0: um For me, it's typically, I look more long-term. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it can be. It can be just completely direct towards these are the things that, um, like these are my kind of accessory goals Mm -hmm. leading me towards my big goal. Um, But sometimes it's just things that are really fun. Yeah. Like things that are fun, things that are just a little bit different. Like I've had plenty of times where um, I've just had friends who were excited on something Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I want to go you know, start sport climbing one day a week through the summer, even though I would normally be training or something. Yep. And they're like, I want to be diligent about doing it. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, that would be fun. Let's do it together. Um, and so to me, that would be a side goal of, okay, I'm just going to keep this routine. Um, I'm not necessarily trying to sport climb right now, but this would just be a fun thing to stick with.
1: Yeah. And I feel like even though my goal might be climb V12 or climb 514 or whatever. My ultimate really long-term goal is I just want to be a really good, complete all around climber. Mm -hmm. And, and all of the goals, side goals and main goals that I've built over time lead me toward that, you know? So, I mean, you don't have to be maniacally focused on just one thing, all the time. You can break out of that. And, and often it's good to break out of that routine, especially if you're spinning your wheels and banging your head against a project or something like that. It's good to break out of it and get your mind elsewhere. Yeah. You know, get your body doing something else. When did you start making side goals? How early in your climbing did that begin?
0: I don't know. I think fairly early. Um, just because it seemed, Early on, I remember someone just saying how valuable it was to on-site. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I had never tried on-siting with sport climbing. And so I was like, actually, I think before that even, it was hanging my own draws. Mm. So going out, because I'd always gone out with people stronger than me. Yeah, um, And so it was always really easy to just kind of like lay back, let them hang the draws, and yep. then I'd clean up from there. Some
1: Texas diva stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so for me a side goal at one point was I want to hang my own draws. Hmm, like I cool. want to go out, I want to be the one <clears throat> being the first one to lead the pitch all the time. Um and this was something that you know, like in the grand scheme it was going to make me a better climber, more confident for sure. Yeah. But you know, it that wasn't necessarily like, oh this is what's going to make me climb 5.12 tomorrow. Like it's just you know, this was something that for me seemed important and made me a little uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I think I think mine started like the the idea got planted in my head the first day I climbed outside Hmm. because it was at military wall and there's a wall of five twelves there. Yeah. And I remember someone saying that they wanted to climb the whole wall. Like I want to do all the twelves on this wall. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know? And then I looked in the guidebook and, at roadside there's a wall of five tens. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's my goal. Like I want to go climb all of these five tens. that's awesome. Yeah. So I think that that's where the idea got planted for me. And then it became this this crazy thing. And I bet I still have notebooks upstairs that I made a bunch of side goals in and these like Red River challenges. Mm -hmm. And Ray and I tried one one time. All the others just got written up and no one ever tried them. Mm -hmm. But like the one Ray and I tried was when we were, we were trad climbing. We had both been climbing 511 really solid. I think we had both done 512 at that point. And the challenge I came up with was climb a 510 and a 511 trad route at, I don't remember how many different crags, I think six, six different crags in the red in a day. And it was just a bunch of hiking and a bunch of driving and a bunch of logistics. Yeah. And I remember us like pouring over the papers of like all these logistics, like Mm -hmm. which crags are we going to, which routes are we climbing first, who's leading which pitch, you know, and we ended up, we got rained out on like our fourth crag of the day and we drove to Stanton to the food court. And then we both fell asleep in the food court parking lot and woke (laughs) up after the food court was closed, which sucked, but, but it was cool. And I love those, those kinds of challenges. I had a, I had, I almost wanted to talk to Rick Weber about putting like a post in the center of Muir Valley that was like the official time spot so that you could start at that post and then you had to go climb There would be like a 510, a 511, a 512, and a 513 version. Mm -hmm. And you had to go to like 10 different crags and climb that grade at each crag. Oh, yeah. And then come back and touch the post and take your time, you know. You could use mountain bikes or whatever (laughs) form of transportation, you know, human powered that you could. Mm -hmm. If you could hang glide from one crag to the other, great, do it. Yeah. You know, and I just think that stuff is super fun and keeps me fit, keeps me psyched, keeps me motivated. Totally. Yeah. So I think those are, I think side goals are super, super valuable to have mm-hmm. personally. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll go through six of our favorite types of side goals that I think anybody is a six, is that right? Yeah, it's six. Okay. I was just counting <laughs> over here. <laughs> And that I think anybody can take and morph into their own thing. Yeah. And create something pretty cool and pretty fun and pretty helpful for them. Mm-hmm. All right, break. 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 Break, break. What's up, everybody? Chris here, pardon the interruption, I'll keep this short and sweet. Since this podcast started taking off and we've been growing it, you guys have been asking how you can help out. I've got three ways for you. Number one, you can become a patron that just means you give a monthly donation to the podcast a dollar and up and you get something in return and you can check out what those rewards are at patreon.com slash power company podcast best of all we'll keep it sponsor and commercial free for you number two you can rate us and review us on iTunes I know it's a pain in the ass to go to iTunes and do all that but it really helps us out at least that's what I'm told by the podcast powers that be and number three Perhaps the easiest way and the best way to help us out is to share us on your social medias. Anytime you see us post up a new podcast, please share it with your friends. Tag people who will really appreciate it or who need to hear the advice that we're giving. All right. Thank you, guys. And back to the show. And we have returned. We've got six official different types of side goals here.
0: Yeah, maybe seven maybe seven. I might come up with one on the fly.
1: Oh, shit. I knew that break was too long. Hiding <laughs> He's hiding it. Over here. I don't even get to see it.
0: Lay the pen down. He doesn't see it now. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Our first side goal, and this is maybe sort of an obvious one, but some people completely skip out on this, and I mm-hmm. think it's a really, really good one to talk a little bit about. And we should do some Bigger episodes about this type of side goal yeah. eventually too. But that's flashing or onsighting. Mm-hmm. And I want to emphasize that this should be phrased as flash or on-site attempt. Because if you wrap all of your goals up into I want to do this specific route and I just want to on it, you get one chance. Mm-hmm. If something goes wrong. And you get all up in your feelings, then that could tank your whole season, climbing career, mental health. And we're not trying to make that happen here at the Power Company Podcast. We want you all to be healthy, fun, and excited to climb individuals. And that's why I like the word attempt, because I, I've gone through long periods of on sighting flashing, and... And I, you know, if I really want to flash a new grade, I'll give it hell. I'll try really hard. But if I don't, I can't just be super down on myself. i more look at, did I give it a good attempt? Mm -hmm. Where did my process go wrong? I don't take it personal. So move on to the next one. Try the next one with, with the new information of how could I have bettered that process?
0: Yeah. And sometimes you, your process was good. Yeah. and you just got unlucky yeah totally. i mean especially with on siding like depending on how much chalk there is on a router mm-hmm. if i mean there's plenty of times um man i've been on routes and or flashing
1: when someone's got whack ass beta
0: oh those friends they're yeah. the worst yeah my um, first
1: 13a what should have been my first 13a flash <laughs> whack beta was given to me so i fell at bolt two and then i got back on and took it to the top
0: oh man yeah like i mean and there's plenty of times where i've gone up a route and people will have massive tick marks for mm-hmm. footholds oh yeah and you know you're like oh like well i think it's supposed to go here but look at that giant tick mark that's got to be good mm-hmm. and you lunge out for it and it's just nothing and yeah
1: they ticked it because they're like don't go here
0: yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i think these are super valuable um and i really like that you emphasize the attempt um I don't know about you, but a lot of my favorite moments in climbing have been, quote unquote, failures. Um, Oh, for sure. Like one of my, so a few years ago, I had hurt my finger here. And then one of my best friends was down in rifle. And he was just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter if you have a finger injury, you can climb in rifle because all the holds are big. Because um, it's not
1: really climbing; it's just wall crawling.
0: It's wall crawling, um, <laughs> and I had hurt my finger on a the pocket. They don't really exist there, except all the drilled ones. Um, so it wasn't a huge deal. So I went and I was like, I want to climb as many five twelves as possible, and I really wanted to try and on-site some, mm-hmm. which in rifles, oh man, on sighting's hard in rifle, and man, so hard. Like, and I had a couple. Um, there was this twelve B that still one of my favorite routes of all time called Sing It in Russian. And I'm pretty sure I did a V7 at the second bolt. Sure. And I was like, that's it. I'm definitely out of it. Crux is at like the fifth. Yeah. And it took me, I don't know, 30 minutes to figure out how to do it. And then once I did it, it's like, like, oh, turns out it's just like a V2, but it's really weird. Right. But like that was a cool experience. But I climbed all these 12s and my last day, I was like, I've been saving, uh, I am not a Philistine. Mm. Super classic 12C. I was like, I really want to on-site this. Went up. And got through the entire bottom bit, got through the middle and got up towards the top and it had rained and a lot of the upper holds were filled with like dirt and mud. And a lot of chalk was washed away, went up and just slipped, like going up either like right (laughs) around the last bolt or above the last bolt. But the thing was like, I was so psyched because man, I climbed everything. I was super confident. And there were so many sections that had I tried it three weeks ago when I had first gotten there, never would have. Oh man, I would have hung on every bolt. But I was like, oh, like I'm understanding the rock. I'm reading it well. Like I moved really confidently. And even though I fell up top, it didn't matter. Like in still, like that was my favorite moment of that entire trip was failing on this on site.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, and the thing you should have learned from the process there is send someone up first to clean all your holds. Yeah. Yeah, you just more Texas Diva stuff.
0: Belay while staring down at the ground, save the on-site.
1: <laughs> well, you have another friend belay that Ooh, friend yes. while you're not even at the crag to brush all the holds, get rid of all the don't-go-here tick marks, mm-hmm. tick the important holds, and get rid of all the mud and dirt on the...
0: This is some pro climber on-site level yeah, stuff. this
1: is. This is for sure. This is
0: Have someone else hang my draws, brush the holds, <laughs> put
1: ticks in the right place for my on-site. Texas Diva. Um, yeah, one of my favorite on-site memories is actually sort of related to the story I to- told in the intro about the 12-wall. Um, I wanted to on-site the whole 12-wall torrent in a day. Oh, really? And I wanted to do them in numerical order. Ooh. So 12A to 12D. Mm-hmm. And I had already on-site 12D, so I knew it was possible. Yeah. And, and this is actually a good process lesson, too. Like, I know exactly where I went wrong in this and what I can do better in the future. Not that I've employed doing it better in the future, but so I got through the A, which is bare metal teen, mm-hmm. the B, which is big money, grip. big money, grip the C steel worker. Yep. Steel worker was hard. I had to battle. It's a hard one, but sided it. And then I'm waiting for the D someone's working on it. I'm not watching back to the wall but I heard someone say dino.
0: Oh no. I
1: heard the word dino. Oh. And I was like, okay, well I don't know where the dino is. So, you know, it's not like that's beta for me. So I get on the 12 D onsite through the bottom and I'm at the last bolt. Mm. And I'm like, well, this must be the dino. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a huge move, you know? And I tried to dino fell, Got back on, did it without dynoing, went to the top. Yeah. And and that was my, you know, I, I gave it hell. I fought. I was pumped stupid up there. Mm-hmm. Had I Had I tried to do it static, maybe I would have been able to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still might have fallen off. But the big lesson was don't presume that something you heard about it is true. Oh, yeah. You know, still go with your intuition. That's why you're there. Like I'm, I'm siding because I really like following my intuition and taking chances and, and I didn't, I went, you know, I'm like, I have to preserve this send of the whole wall, you know, yeah. and, and just biffed it because I listened to someone else mm-hmm. or thought I knew what they were saying.
0: Yeah. You know, so. I think you just brought up something really important and, um the reason why on-sighting or flashing is really valuable. And there's a couple, um, one, like you just talked about, it's really good for developing your intuition, Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. using this unconscious mindset, like pulling on and just saying, okay, I'm going to trust my body, trust my brain to do what it needs to do. And I'm just going to breathe and try hard. Yep. And it's really cool when you can learn how to flip that switch and let your body do what it knows how to do. Um, it's a really really cool experience and learning yeah. how to dial into that and really trust your intuition is such a cool not only is it a valuable skill but man it's really rad like totally it's pretty cool to learn just what your body's capable of
1: yeah and the two are different skills like on sighting following your intuition and flashing oh, being yeah. able to really quickly take in the beta that's given to you mm-hmm. and turn it into moving and moving confidently yeah um you know there are probably some people who on a sport climb can take all the beta on the ground and and know it be able to use it Mm -hmm. i don't have that skill you know on a boulder i can do that but my hardest flash i give total credit to yasmin for the beta spray she was able to give. Hmm. Like, she she told me everything that was going to happen. Like, she, she had a laser pointer. <laughs> She's like, you're going to climb this part, no problem. You're going to get here. You're going to want to go with this hand, but don't go with this hand instead. And then you're going to get here, and you're going to forget where the foot is because it's not where you want it to be. And I'm going to point it out with the laser pointer, and <laughs> then I'm going to turn the laser pointer back off. And you know, and you're going to get to the chains. She actually said this. You're going to get to the chains. You're going to pull up rope to clip. You're going to drop the rope because you think you're going to fall and then you're going to be fine and you're going to clip the rope. I think you got no boat
0: I think that's what that is.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? Like, and every fucking thing she said came true.
0: She used mind control right. on you.
1: It was crazy. Yeah. Iranian <laughs> mind control. Yeah. It's a thing, but, um, but it's a totally different skill to yeah. be able to flash versus
0: on site. Totally. And with boulders, um, I think it's, one thing that's great about flashing is it teaches you how to try hard and move confidently. Yeah. Um, like being <clears> in the zone and really practicing it. Like I know a lot of people who never realized how hard they could try until they started practicing flashing. Like whenever a new set would go up in the gym or something like that, they'd be like, okay, I'm gonna try and flash as many of these boulders. Like I'm gonna give them all good flash goes. Yeah, And suddenly they realized, oh, like I'm capable of doing a lot more than I thought. Totally. Oh.
1: Yeah, you get a lot of valuable skills out of flashing and sighting.
0: Yeah, and it's just, man, it's a ton of fun. Super fun. Um, you know, and sometimes it, sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Yep, um, totally
1: okay. I mean, like, like Trevor Reagan said in the mindset episode, you know, treat it like a scientist. So take it serious, but don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. You know, something in the process went wrong. You got unlucky, whatever it was. Move on to the next one. Try to improve. You know, give yourself the best chance you can for success on that one. Yeah. So, all right. Our number two here in no specific order, um, sort of the opposite of flashing and on on-siding, and that's the single session or second try send. Yes. And we've, we've had a really popular episode about the second try send. If mm. you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back and do that. Um, and single session send is really just a, a, a continuation on, the second try send. Yeah. Um, it's something that is hard enough that you're probably not going to do a second try. Um, though you could, Mm -hmm. and you're going to probably need to put in a couple more working efforts before you can do it. Um, and be able to conserve energy. If it's that hard that it's going to take you three or four efforts over a day, you have to be smart about conserving energy on each go and, saving it for that late day send.
0: Yeah. Or even if it's a boulder, like yeah. you still need to conserve energy. Yeah, totally. Um, so why, when would this be useful for people to implement? All the
1: time. Um, the, for me, it's just really valuable when I'm number one, when I'm ramping up for the season, like mm-hmm. if I've just come out of the gym and, and I'm wanting to get back into it, get my legs under me, I'll pick these sort of projects. Whether it's a boulder or sport climbing, I'll often pick things that will take me a session because that gets me back into the mode of you know really having to look at the subtleties mm-hmm. and and pay close attention and also try really hard to get it done. Yeah. You know, if I'm just going out and doing a bunch of volume, I might be really well prepared for easy climbing, but not as well prepared for hard climbing that's going to make me a little bit uncomfortable it's going to force me to try really hard so for me it's either there or if i've been mired into a project and i need to break out of that then i'll go try some somewhere in this range between flash on-site second try send, or single session depending on the area i'm in and what all i've already done mm-hmm. you know so what about you
0: um, I'm thinking specifically boulders because I love bouldering, and and you're covering routes really well. So I'd hate to step on your toes yeah, there. Let's do boulders then. Um, for boulders, there's two main things that jump out to me. Are actually kind of three. One is uh, a lot of times boulders are out in the middle of nowhere, and you have to rally like a bunch of friends with pads, oh, sure. and you're <clears> like, I don't want to ever come back here. Yeah. Um, and that like I've had that multiple times to where. You know, there's a boulder in Dayton pocket called Western Gold. Mm-hmm. And hiking's half the battle with that one. Yeah,
1: I'd love to go out there, but it's too far for me.
0: Yeah, and if, <laughs> even though it's like a flat ground 40-minute walk. Um, but you want a lot of pads because it's kind of tall. Um, and so me and some friends went out one day. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get people to come back. Like, we went out super early, and we stayed all day long. Yeah. And, I mean, it went all the way from... First thing we did, we went to the top, like, we hiked down, um, like, inspected the entire top out. Like, man, I had people boosting me through moves so that I could rehearse everything. Like, I didn't yep. waste any energy so that I could get it done in a session.
1: Except for you walked there when you could have just had someone carry you.
0: Uh, I was the smallest one there, too. <laughs> they were carrying so many pads, All I could bags, have just Nate. crawled in and All they wouldn't bags. have noticed. Um, <laughs> but so something like that where it's like, okay, I want to go out to this really cool problem or this route, mm. but... It's gonna like, or it could be a sport climb where it's just at a secluded crag where there's like one thing. Yep. So it's like, hey, let's go out, let's do this, let's really zero in. Um, So I like it for that um, when it's just off something off by itself. Another time <clears> is, <throat> I think it's really good, and you mentioned this for kind of dialing in your projecting tactics because mm-hmm. yeah. you're pretty much just trying to compress a project into a single day or in a handful of tries. Yep. So with bouldering, it's like, you're trying to take a five day process and squish it into a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. So you need to learn the subtleties you need to, you can't waste energy. You need to find all the holds your beta really quick. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like you, it turns into a very tactical thing. Yep. Um, so I like it for that. I feel like they're good for kind of sharpening my skills in that way. Um, and the last thing that I really like is it's very imperfect. Mm. So I was talking with a friend about this. Like we were both talking about how with second tier boulders. So like so often you have to try so much harder than on project level, yep. which sounds silly, um, but like for me, there are, God, there's so many times where I've done like a V9 where I've had to try so much harder than when I send, let's say like a V11 and it's because I'll go up. Maybe I try the V9 two, three times, work out some of the moves. I'm like, okay, it's good enough. Yeah. And then I pull on. I'm like, if I try hard enough, I'll do it. And I do. Versus if I'm trying something V11, V12, I'm going to dial in every sub. I have
1: to have that perfect. It's not good enough. Exactly. And so by
0: the time I get it done, it's honestly, a lot of times it might feel like, I mean, it's still effortful, but it's much easier than, okay, this is good enough. Let's pull the trigger. Yeah.
1: And those skills really like especially what you were talking about if it's a, you know, if it's way off in the distance and you can't get anybody to go there, and this ability to be able to harness that try hard when you need it, can also just be really valuable to employ if you have a project that no one else wants to go to. Like it doesn't have to be hard to get to. And that's a thing. You know, when when I was working on the Rhino in Waco and Annalisa was working on something way up the chains, it's like our days are split in this really weird way. Mm-hmm. And, and she doesn't want to sit there at the Rhino while I'm trying it, you know. So for me to be able to compress it into three or four little short sessions was a really valuable skill to have, you know, because I don't want to tank her days in order to make mine better. But I also, do, I also want to get the most out of my time while I'm there. Totally. You no. Know, so, and that's a, this is a great way to cultivate that sort of skill by trying these single session projects.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, I think a lot of, like a lot of people work well under pressure, maybe more than they realize. Yeah, totally. And so it's kind of, co- kind of good to be uh, under the gun every now and then and say, okay, like this is it. Yep. And, uh, you know, really mm-hmm. get used to that. Cause that's, I mean, that's what projecting turns into a lot of times.
1: Yeah, I think so. And speaking of under the gun, that kind of kind of takes us into our next one, which is doing two or a certain number of something in a day or in a weekend. And that's mm-hmm. these should be, you know, second tier for you. They should be relatively hard. Um, and doing two of them in a day or two of them in a weekend should be a big big deal to you. Like I remember the first time I did two five thirteens in a day. You know, I remember it was the same weekend that I did three in a weekend. and and the, those were big, big moments, you know, I remember my first two, five, twelve on sites in a day. Yeah, you know, so those those times are big and exciting, and I make those goals. Like when I did the two thirteens in a day, I had, I had gotten one done really early in the day. I was like, oh, shit, I got hours yeah. left. Mm-hmm. I'm driving across the bread. I'm getting on that one. Nice. Because if I can just unlock the Crux, and I had a dream about the Crux the other <laughs> night, if I can just unlock it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and it worked out. So those are exciting.
0: Yeah. And they're really great for when you're breaking into new grades too. Mm. Like for me, when I was breaking into 512, I had done like so. What
1: you are saying is, I should have done Omaha the same day I did Trans World.
0: I almost did. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, oh, that would have been a, that would have been a great day. It was so close. But like when I was breaking into five twelve, I think I had climbed maybe six or seven, like twelve A's and a few twelve B's. Yep. Um, yeah, so maybe like seven to ten total. And then I remember I had a day where I onsighted a twelve B. I flashed a 12A and I did another 512 that day. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I was like, like I'm what here. I've arrived. Yeah. And the thing is, I wasn't any different of a climber then than I was the day before. Right. But mentally <clears throat> I was like, Oh, I was like, yeah, I can do it. I did a 12C like the next week. And then it was just for Confidence
1: me, is big, man.
0: Yeah. The idea that I was like, Oh, like I can do multiple 512s in a day now. And from then on, like it wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so, you know, like, Maybe had I not had that day, I might not have even tried a 12C. Sure, super soon uh, or much sooner. Um, so I think having these like multiple, having having it to where it's like multiple in a day, or especially multiple in a weekend, is a really cool thing, um, and it's a good way to, especially if you feel like you're plateaued, mm-hmm. um, air quotes. But you know, if you're if you're like oh, I don't know, like. I don't feel like I'm getting much better. Like I've climbed 13 a, but 13 B feels impossible. If you go out and you do, let's say three, 12 D's in a weekend, you know, that might be a huge improvement for you. It's like, Oh, I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not 13 B, but that's nothing to, you know, turn my nose up at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, if, if you're a logical person, it's really easy to carry that over to like, Oh, I did three 12 D's in a weekend But I've been saying I've only got two good goes on my project, you know, but somehow I did all these 12 D's, you know, so maybe I've got more in the tank than I thought I did. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm not pushing to the edge. Like I thought I was. Um, yeah, I think those confidence boosters are massive, man. And these are all, I think really good ways to, to boost your confidence. And, and if these do happen to fit in line with your, your big goal, that's down the road then they're just pushing you even closer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one. And this one's a similar thing, but taking the the difficulty down a little bit mm-hmm. and doing something fitness-related, quantity. quantity a, I think quantity-related
0: is a good way of saying it. Yeah. Um, we're going to fit <laughs> a couple things into this one.
1: Yeah, so something in a day. Like, you know, I want to do... I have lots of friends who... Count pitches. Yeah. You know, I want to do 10 pitches every day. 10 pitches. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know just, why that number. We've talked about this before. I don't. Because it's a round number. Psh, I don't it's the know.
0: same reason we re- hang for 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't even we-
1: remember the last time I did 10 pitches in a day.
0: Oh, man. It's so hard.
1: <laughs> and I'm climbing on 30 foot roots here. Yeah. I'm like tripling up the warm ups. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think, you know, these kind of goals, especially if your big goal is something like a big wall or, you know, 24 hours of horseshoe hell or whatever it might be. These fitness related goals fit really well in and lots of people do something like this with birthday challenges or, you know, but why restrict it to just your birthday? Why not? If you're just feeling in a slump and you need to break out of it, make one of these fitness challenges. Yeah. Super fun.
0: And it doesn't even have to be like upper end number of pitches. It definitely can. Mm. Um, Another thing I like, and this was really big for me, when I was trying to break into 513 was I was building up the density of the routes I could do. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I was living in the red and doing 10 pitches every day because yeah. that's like, you know. That's what you were told to do. That's what I was told to do. <laughs> so I, I followed. Um, <laughs> but then it was like, okay, like how hard can I make these 10 pitches? Like how many, yeah. like how many goes, because I was pro- starting to project 513. I was like, how many of my pitches can be 513? Like originally I was like one And I'd be smoked and I'd be struggling to make them the rest Mm -hmm. like 512. Yeah. yeah. And then Mm -hmm. it'd be like, oh, I got to the point where I was doing like three pitches of 513 and then maybe like a few 12 pluses on either end. And I was like, oh, like, and then at a certain point, like, I got to the point where I was doing five pitches of 513 in a day. And then I started climbing 513 consistently. Yeah. And so this was, and it was cool because in my mind I was like, okay, I got two pitches of 513 and one like halfway up. And then yep. I got like, you know, things like that. So even though I wasn't sending a new grade yet, I had all these little bitty like volume slash density goals that kept like eking their way up. And I was like, okay, like I'm getting fitter. I, I have to be because it's clearly showing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that was really cool because it always felt like I was making progress.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I did, I used to do a lot of like post-project endurance climbing. hmm You know, because I was weekend warrior, usually it would be like I would be there on a Saturday and I wouldn't be climbing again until Tuesday, so I could just completely destroy myself after trying whatever the project was of the day. So I would like up and down climb Resurrection and then up and down climb Al Eight, and you know I would do all these pitches, Um, and really those things just served to give me major confidence when in when you're in a red river situation where it's like i'm pumped i'm tired i don't know if i've got another go in me i'm Mm -hmm. like well last week i climbed up and down climbed resurrection at the end of the day when my skin was screaming at me you know so i know i can do this other attempt at my project and oftentimes that's when the send happens Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah so not to mention it got you a lot of fitness too like yeah totally um Yeah, actually, it was a lot of fun after I did 24 as a horseshoe hell, um, because you double routes there. Mm -hmm. That's like the fastest way to, you can do everything twice. So if you're fit, you just do them twice back to back. Yeah, I I wish
1: a down climb counted as a pitch, because I would have just up
0: and down climbed everything. That would have been a way. Yeah, I was on this big kick of doubling routes Mm -hmm. when I got back to the red, which also, let's be honest, like there was no reason I needed to double things because... I was doing like 90 foot pitches. Why am I training for 180 (laughs) feet of climbing? (laughs) Right. But I would go up it and then free snake it like more or less on top rope but not clip through anything. And in hindsight, some of those were terrible ideas. Like I would have swung right into a tree, Mm -hmm. but it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I stayed super fit and things like that I think are like, yeah, great for not only building fitness, but um, it can
1: be a really fun way when you're like going to a new crag you know, for instance, if I'm going somewhere where Annalisa wants to climb and the hardest thing there is 12A or 12B, Mm -hmm. which is why I haven't visited because there's nothing that I'm really wanting to work on there, then I might, on the day she wants to go, I might want to try and climb all the 11s Mm -hmm. and 12s of the wall, Yeah, you know, that stuff can be super, super fun and just keep you fucking motivated, man. Totally. It's really easy to get out of motivation if it's not your idea to go to a place.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it also is a really good reminder of what you're capable of. Yeah. Like when you do these big days, because even if you're like, Hey, like I climb outside after work and I never need to do more than five pitches a day. Sometimes it's nice to be able to do these big days. Cause then you can say like, Oh, well, normally like I feel like I have to end it at like four or five pitches not just for time, but cause I'm smoked and it's like, well, maybe I have like another one or two. Yeah. Um, and one last thing as far as quantity and this is for me, this was something that I used to pay more attention to, but counting how many times you fall or fall going for it mm. on lead yeah. over the course of a weekend. Um, yeah. I like the fall going for it
1: because if I just want to improve my fall rate, I can just fall off at any moment.
0: That's still scary. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, Falling, going for it while on lead. Yeah, that I think for a lot of people. I mean, shit. There's a lot of like five fourteen climbers who would still benefit from that. Yeah, and
1: let's let's qualify this really quick because I know there's some people listening who who haven't been in climbing long enough to make all the lingo connections. So, if you take on a route that does count as a fall, yes, but that's not the kind of fall we're talking about. Correct. We're talking about actually falling off the wall without saying take ideally Mm -hmm. as you're moving toward the next hold
0: yes so rather than you know everyone has their own process so if you're just terrified of climbing above a bolt maybe for you it is you climb above a bolt you pause you just take a big deep breath you're gonna relax and then you'll let go from there and for you that might be a huge win yeah and those are the things that you're gonna count um but as you keep progressing what i think is the ultimate level and this is some of the best advice i've ever gotten something i'm still trying to um embody is fall going for it so that means you go up maybe you're pumped maybe you're tired maybe the move just feels hard and you're not confident you still go for it yep and you know you go for it sometimes you stick some you know a lot of times you don't but you fall going for it and that for me would count as like one count
1: yep. oh. yeah yeah i think that's really important you know Um, and you know, just to parse that out a little further, if you're a person who has no trouble falling, going for it, you know, then this isn't something that puts you in your comfort zone and maybe you need to actually do more. I'm going to take and work the move instead of just falling again and lowering, you know, so something that helps you more is going to be obviously more beneficial for you. I should have these sentences written out for me before I start saying them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next one. I think we've got two left here. Um, A repeat challenge. Yes. And these are cool. They're super fun. There's several dotted around the country at climbing areas that are famous. Mm -hmm. I'm sure tons of climbing areas have them that I've never heard of, you know. Um, Um, sure. And these are things like uh, the Triple Crown at the New, which is Apollo Reed and... Mercy, Mercy Seat, Seat and the Pod. And the Pod, yeah. Yep. Doing all those in a day mm-hmm. is the Triple Crown. And then there's the one at Purgatory, which you called... Cerberus. Cerberus. <laughs> yes, and um, it's the
0: 313 Bs there.
1: Yeah. So Dracula, Paradise yep. Lost, and Castle Has Fallen. Yep. Um, one I really wanted to do recently, this summer when I did... Atomic Stetson, and Atomic Cal, I was also repeating Cal Reggae every day during my warm-ups, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to go back just for the sake of doing Cal Reggae, Stetson, Atomic Cal, oh, all cool. in order. Oh. Um, because I was essentially already doing it. Because you, you were
0: warming up on them that I way. was warming yeah.
1: up on, atomic, or on Cal Reggae. Mm-hmm. I would try Atomic Cal and fall at the last move, And then I would try it again and it was, my second go was always better Hmm. every day. So I know I could have done it had I tried it. Oh yeah. Then you could add the
0: ground from upside down, make it four thirteens in a day. Totally.
1: That'd be amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. So yeah. Why? So repeat challenges. Um, That can be a ton of fun and they don't have to be anything official. Like obviously what you were just saying. Yeah. They can be just something kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Why do them? I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons. I've, I've been a fan, especially recently, of, of building little circuits of things that you repeat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, number one, like we've been talking about, they build confidence. Number two, if it's at an area where you're planning on working on something hard or spending a lot of time or whatever, it just gets you even more well-versed in climbing in that area. Um, there's all sorts of benefits. You have to try hard when you're fatigued. You know, you're you're putting yourself in a place on a, so when you originally did this route, it might've been, that's my main focus. I'm going to be, I need to be fresh to try this route. Mm -hmm. You know, now you're going to have to try it in a state of fatigue. And being able to go back and do a route that was like your singular focus when you did it, and to just do it as part of this other thing is just a really cool feeling. Like It's a really great way to see that progress is happening. Yeah. Going back and repeating these routes that, I mean, when I did Cal Reggae this season, I first did it, I don't know, 10 years ago.
0: I was going to say probably 2009.
1: Yeah. And and it took me my whole two-week trip here, mm-hmm. you know, or most of it.
0: Yeah, I think I remember reading the blog about it.
1: And this time it was like, oh I'm going to go up it. I'm going to remember the moves, then I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to refine some moves and try it a little bit different way and then a little different way and and it was cool because I haven't been sport climbing a lot and in my head I'm like is my, you know, am I not as good a sport climber as I was 10 years ago? Yeah. I don't know. But then going back to this route and being like, oh I can just calm that i can just calmly climb this thing i can be super chill i can do it at the end of the day i can do it as a warm up mm-hmm. it's fine that was a massive boost in the the confidence needed to do the link up which uses that route yeah so
0: huh. and i will say sometimes whenever you're repeating things it's important to keep in mind how hard you tried the first time yeah totally um, cuz that will happen like i've gotten back on boulders or routes where i'm like oh i'm just gonna run back up this and then i'm like holy shit yeah um and then i remember it's like oh that's right i tried this probably like you know 15 times mm-hmm. i had it dialed and i tried really really hard so it makes sense that i'm not just gonna saunter up this thing without yeah. really giving any effort um, yeah my first
1: time back up cal reggae this season i was like really is this how you do this move that's fucked why yeah. would i
0: do it this way has it always been this hard <laughs> something broke um but yeah, that's, um, I think repeats are, there's a lot of good reasons for doing them. Um, like not only just what you said, I think another thing that can be useful is if you had something that was challenging, let's say, you know, something you're not good at crimps and you did this one crimp boulder going back and having it as part of you in your warm up circuit or whatever, yeah. even though you're like, okay, well it's feeling easier every time you're cementing in. That strength that you developed, those skills you developed, yep. like you're just gonna keep getting stronger, fitter, and better <clears throat> by keeping that in the rotation, even though it'll feel easier for you. Like, that's good. You want it to feel easy. Yep. You want your body and like your forearms and fingers and your mind to be so comfortable with that style that was uncomfortable for you. So, by keeping these things in the rotation, you're really gonna help cement that in place.
1: Yeah. And you just look really cool to all the other people
0: who are there. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, hold on. Let me just... I haven't warmed up yet, but uh, this V8 looks pretty good. What do y'all call this again? Midnight lightning? Weird. Okay. I don't get it. I want to brush that thing off. A little garish.
1: Um. You just used the word garish on the podcast. It might have been the first time.
0: Um, So, yeah, that's... I think that's a good reason for... And if we're looking for... Um, direct application to high-end projects, like, I think it's a great way to go. Like, as far as building fitness, you know, was it two falls ago, I wanted to do the zookeeper mm-hmm. in the red. So, I when I went back, and I've never been big on repeating routes, because sport climbing's hard, and <laughs> uh, it hurts my feelings, but I was belaying a friend. She had been projecting Dracula, mm-hmm. and... Went out and I was like second day on. I was like, well, I don't want to go try and Lucifer right now because it's heinous, um, and I didn't want to like tear up my skin because Zookeeper was a focus. But I was like, man, it'd be really cool to try and repeat these three routes at Purgatory, Um, Dracula, Paradise, and Castles Fallen. All thirteen B, and all like pretty short and difficult. Yep. Uh, and I hadn't done Castle in I don't know like seven years. I hadn't done Paradise in like well, yeah like probably the same. And I had just done dracula recently right so i was like cool like this would be a really cool challenge even though they're 13b and zookeeper is 514 like in my mind i was like if i can do these three in a day i can do zookeeper and totally went up and was able to repeat all three of them which was super cool um because even when i had done dracula a week before like it had felt pretty hard and Mm -hmm. then you know now a week later i did it as my you Know, like, fifth pitch of the day after doing three other 513 or two other 513s, and I was like, Oh, like, I've got more in the tank than I thought. Um,
1: what order did you did you do them in? Uh, I went so up to castle first,
0: yeah. I bolted up castle <clears throat> to hang the draws, um, and that's like 512 to like V7, V8, mm-hmm. and then went up it, stripped the draws, did paradise next, which was cool because it felt like on siding, yeah. Um, and then finished with Dracula, cool, which, yeah. Um, Paradise was probably the scariest for me in the, of the three, just because I re- didn't remember it at all. And right. I honestly, for me, it's the hardest of the three, which yeah, is funny because it's, it's sort of gotten downgraded. Um, but I don't know. I think it's harder than the other two for yeah, sure. I think it's hard. But, uh, yeah. And the cool thing was after I did that, I was like, oh, like, this is rad. I am um, like, I'm fitter than I thought. And I ended up doing zookeeper, I think like the next week.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a great way. You're building fitness. You're building confidence. You just feel like a badass. Yeah. And it's always helpful to feel like a badass. Yes. You know, as long as you're not like, as long as the ego doesn't pop out and you're pushing it on everyone else, mm-hmm. feel like a badass all day if you want to. And this last one, actually, I've used this quite a bit. I You know, I've kept track of this a number of times over my climbing career. Um, We have calendars in the back of our process journal and one of the reasons for that calendar was so people could keep track of things like this, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's number of days outside or, you know, whatever it is really number of days in the gym if that's your big goal or number of days where you tried something harder than 5.11 or whatever it is that you want to do more of. This is a really great way to keep track of it, and over whatever time period you want—month, mm-hmm. year, season, whatever it is—you know, I think that's it's a really cool way to check boxes, yeah. and you know, you you get easy wins, and easy wins are important.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, I think, it can keep you honest for a lot of people. Um, as far and as be, prioritizing, and be enlightening.
1: like sometimes you don't know that. Oh shit! I only spent. 15 days outside this year
0: yeah no i mean it's a very real thing um like i've always thought it was cool when people you know will set these goals of i want to get outside 50 days this year Mm -hmm. you know and things like that because yeah then you start counting you're like oh well how many days outside did i get like and then if you're going to hit 50 you have to prioritize like oh i can't just kind of shirk off this weekend you know i need to do this and for a lot of people once they make the time and they get outside they're going to be putting time in the project they're going to like you know they're going to be developing these skills these strengths all these things yep um just by being out there but for them like step one is getting outside yeah. so i think that's a really great way to go is count you can count you know days outside days bouldering for sport climbers is a good way to go yeah just saying i want to boulder 15 days this year mm-hmm. outside yeah. things like number
1: that number of days i've eaten miguel's pizza mhm
0: infinite <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think there's all sorts of of different things you could keep track of that are going to be beneficial to you in the long run as a climber, um, that you could keep track of over a month, a year, a season, whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, And you know,
1: I, I, one of the reasons I like these kind of easy wins, uh, a, a lot of these side goals are easy wins. Yeah. And, and I like it because, and I talked about this just recently in my talk at Minneapolis bouldering project. And I wrote a blog about it a while ago. The, the people on your Instagram feed who are constantly talking about how important the process is and the process is the destination and all that bullshit are, are missing the entire point. Um, The process is important, massively important, but so is Reaching some goals, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're not including the destination or the finish line in the race, then you've missed the whole point of it. And being able to check boxes and hit targets and make goals is really massively important for your growth. Yeah. Um, otherwise, your process is leading nowhere, and you're not reevaluating and coming up with a better process
0: yeah so yeah if you're yeah i mean that's the point of a process is to get you to the goal right um you know and both are obviously very important it could the process really is just
1: all about being able to make an instagram post
0: yes um for
1: every time you don't send
0: yes um and man once you've been climbing long enough like you can't keep counting progress in v grades or letter grades yeah because Man, a lot of people will tell you like the difference between, you know, V10 and V11, that might be four years for Mm -hmm. someone, but the amount of growth that can happen in those four years can be huge. So for them, like for them to say, like, I mean, I know like for me personally and for so many people I've talked with, like, they're like, you know, I've developed so much as a climber and actually I have my secret seventh one and that's what's going to come in with this. That's right. You have another. Um, I've developed so much as a climber. Even though I don't have a new number grade to show for it, right? Um,
1: and eventually, if you're if you're a life, you know, a lifer in this, mm-hmm. eventually your grades are going to go down. Yeah, and you can't keep measuring progress in the same manner that you did when you were 20 years old and getting better every every season. Yeah, you know. So finding these other ways is important.
0: Mm-hmm. What's this fucking last one? Style style yeah so style goals okay yeah um, so an example was one year i want to get better at crimps mm-hmm. and when i went on my big climbing trip that year i decided for the most part i wasn't even going to try double digit boulders the entire trip which at this point i think i had uh, already climbed v11 but i was like i'm not going to try double digits other than i actually had some flash goals um every crag i went to i wanted to try and flash a v10 yeah but otherwise i was like v7 through v9 honestly sometimes even lower including like backer cracker um but the plan was i was like i want to climb as many crimps as i can yeah and everything that is the epitome of the style of where i'm at Mm -hmm. so when i went to joe's
1: that's a a cool goal actually
0: it was a ton of fun um so when i was in joe's it was in cut crimps and i always used a flash goal to end all of my trips so Mm -hmm. I went to pre-straw. I was like, I really want to flash Cosmic Tricycle. So I tried to do as many boulders as I could. I was only there for four days, and I climbed four days on. Um, first three days, I was like, I want to climb everything so that when I get on this thing, I'm going to feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, did it second go, unfortunately. I fell. Um, went to Yosemite. The goal was midnight lightning to flash. So I did everything. It took me, I think, three sessions to do Backer Cracker. Yeah. Um, but I tried. I believe that. It was hard. Like I tried everything. <laughs> it took me like five minutes. I believe that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, I want to do everything: slabs, overhangs, crimps. Like, man, and I, there were a lot of V fives I didn't do while I was there. But yeah, totally. It didn't matter. Um, the goal is to get better at the style. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is I went through this entire trip, and for the most part, other than I had a few like V tens I wanted to try and flash, or other things. But yeah, I didn't really climb on double digits that much. But then when this whole trip was over, my climbing ability had gone through the roof yeah. just because I had done so much climbing of, I'd only focused on more or less styles that were hard for me or just unique. And uh, yeah, I felt like a completely different climber.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've done the same thing just with short and punchy mm-hmm. instead of long and pumpy, you know, and I think it's made a massive difference. I get pumped way faster now, but, yeah. but I think I'm a much better climber than I was back then when I, when all
0: I could do was hang on forever. Totally. You know, so
1: yeah, that's a really good one. I like yeah.
0: it. And it, it's funny too, because if I look back at my 8a, that is like a huge downslope yeah. that year. Yep. Like. If I look on paper, I'm like, oh, that looks like a bad year. Like, I had one V10 flash and like not much else, a bunch of sevens, eights, and nines. Totally. But for me, it was so much growth. And Mm -hmm. like my next year showed it, uh, my next few years. But like, yeah. So I think style can be a really cool way to approach things.
1: Yeah. I like that one. Glad you added that one in. I'm never sure if I'm glad when you're making little secret things over there. That's why I don't warn you. Uh you wanna read them back? Uh
0: yes. So side goals. First is flash and on-site. Attempt. Attempts. Flash and on-site attempts. Next is single session or second tries. The next one is multiple second tier roots or boulders in a day or a weekend. After that is fitness related or quantity related. So this is number of pitches, density of pitches, number of falls that you do in a day or a weekend um next is repeat challenges number of days outside and then lastly is style
1: all right i think that's i think that's a pretty damn comprehensive list i think almost anything else you can come up with as a side goal related to climbing can fit in there somewhere if not if there's other things let us know yeah on social medias um you know, you can find us on, you've changed your name on Instagram recently.
0: Yeah, I'm at Nate Rolay
1: now. And I kept tagging you as Crux Padwell and mm-hmm. I'm like, why isn't he, why is yeah. he popping up? Why can't I tag him? And then I'm like, oh, it's because he's not Crux Padwell anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you can find Nate at, at Nate Rolay on the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. You can find me and all of us at, at Power Company Climbing on the Facebooks, Instagrams and the pinterest and of course powercompanyclimbing.com where we sell training programs and lots of other things that you can do to support what we're building here and you can share your side goals on twitter that's fine i'm not gonna see them because i'm not on there because we don't treat we scream like eagles i should say we don't treat you did say treat fuck treat we don't tweet we don't I don't really treat either. I'm kind of angry, but we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. <laughs>